Welcome to the RE and Friends Podcast, a Red Max Events audio experience. Hosted by Brandon Havrilla, owner of Red Max Events. Thank you for checking out our podcast where we bring in event industry professionals to discuss current events, share their knowledge, and explore ideas. Follow Brandon Havrilla on his entrepreneurial journey on Instagram at Brandon Havrilla and see what Red Max Events is up to by following at Red Max underscore events. And now, it's the episode you've all been waiting for. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of RE and Friends. What a better way to kick this podcast off than with our good friend DJ Bar. DJ Bar, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here on the first one, first one to debut. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. That's it. No problem. Yeah, I'm hoping it uh, takes off. It should be cool. Looking to you know bring some value to not only the DJ community but just the event industry in general. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully get some some people from all over the industry, whether it's the photo booth side, even the tent side or, you know, production side, everything like that. Bring people together and share some value. So what I wanted to do in the first like five minutes of this episode, give or take, is uh, just kind of discuss like current events. Um, obviously, there's a big current event going on right now with this um, COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, I just wanted to take some time and discuss it and see what your views are on it. I know you put up a YouTube video, right? Um, about, you know, the whole situation. So I was curious to see what you thought. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been crazy. I've never seen anything like it just because, uh, I don't think I've ever been off. I've been DJing for 10 years and ever since I started working at, um, at nightclubs, I've been pretty much DJing weekly. So it's been, it's been a little bit eerie. I think the last break that I had was in 2015 when I was kind of like, I was a little bit burnt out. But uh, I've never been home for this long. It's, it's a little bit weird because I don't really know when my next event is going to be. And I, it's it's a little bit scary um, just because I have, no, I have no idea. It just it seems like it keeps going. I don't know if this is supposed to end in April or in May. It just it, it's 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 a little bit of a, it's, it's weird. I, there's a, a bit of unknown there. And I, I don't I just I've never experienced anything like it. For sure, yeah, and I don't think most people have. I think this is really a, a first for everyone, not only in our industry, but you know, all industries and, and just life in general. But uh, I agree, everything, especially in our industry, is just kind of on a standstill. There's not much booking going on besides parties that are you know a year or two out, and there's not much day to day going on in our industry either, which I think is crazy. Yeah, man. What are you doing to keep your uh, your time busy? Um, I know you made a video about it, but what are, what are you actually doing as far as uh, staying busy, working on the business? Yeah, so it's funny you because I want to bring that video up a little later because the topic of this is going to be personal branding and social media, and I wanted to bring that video into it to kind of tie everything together. But yeah, the video was kind of a, a motivational piece for everyone because I try and keep a very positive vibe on the whole situation and I'm trying to you know keep myself busy to keep my mind off of obviously what's going on but some of the things I'm doing uh, in terms of the business side is just working on things and learning things that I'm not too familiar with already or things I've wanted to learn more on they just weren't of importance um, in the day-to-day when I was trying to run the business 
and you know having events every weekend made it really hard to to focus on those not so important things so i'm trying to work on things like seo and learning photoshop more or learning after effects and the the various softwares and stuff you know and of course we all got to have a little fun too so there's some video games in there and there's some you know games with family and stuff as well yeah yeah that's awesome i've been i've been doing similar um luckily because i do do youtube a lot of people don't know that youtube is a pretty much my job um so that is a big source of income for me it does take make a a lot of a a lot of my my monthly revenue comes from youtube so um it it didn't affect me too too much we were talking earlier before before we started um youtube's uh ad rates are down just because companies are you know they the first thing you cut is advertising when things go down um so i'm working the same amount that i would be uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm working more than I traditionally would be. I'm cranking out three videos as opposed to one video a week. And man, it still says that my uh, my ad rates are down. So it's a little bit scary, but luckily it is something that I can sustain. I just know I have to keep pumping out videos if I want a paycheck this month. Right. So um, I do have that bit of, uh, of um, you know, saving grace, if you will, um, because I do have YouTube as kind of a, a source of income. For sure. But it, it sucks, man. If you don't have any source of income, I would, I would assume you just be doing all the dj thing and you know i still am working on the business but most of what i've been doing is just like all right when's your next postponement when are you uh exactly when is the new date for the wedding and then i'm just trying to figure out what to do with those dates some of them i'm already booked for so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess in a couple weeks i'm just waiting for it to die down before i figure out what i'm gonna tell my clients right and it's tough because i know we both made videos you know regarding the whole situation and refunds and rescheduling and we're coming down to that five minute mark but you mentioned that you know some of those dates you're already booked do you find that most of your clients are contacting you first and working with you on the new date or are they picking the date and coming to you and saying hey this is when it is can you do it so i got ahead of it because i knew what was going to happen i knew venues were going to be like hey how about this date um so i got ahead of it and i, I told my clients I, I created a mass email and i said to them hey this is what's happening and this is what you should do this is just a heads up so i straight up told them listen if you want to keep me as your DJ, I, I didn't say that because I want to be so uh, so boastful, but I basically I, I put a little bit of sense of urgency. Contact your venue now and ask for dates. Don't don't let them put you at the mercy of like this is your new date, come like it or not, because that is what's happening to some clients. That is what happened. So I got in front of it a little bit and I told them, hey, what you should do is you should ask your venue for certain dates, um, for, or well for their available dates, I should say. And then you should come back to me with those dates, and then I can kind of cross-check. Um, you know, I, obviously, I wrote it a little bit more, um, a little bit more professional, but that's essentially what I did. Um, so a couple of clients did take me up on that, and they did do that. Some of them, unfortunately, they were just like, "This is the new day. Um, are you available?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> so um, it does suck, but I did get ahead of it, and I said that on my YouTube channel, you should have got ahead of it because I saw it coming. I was like, okay, yep. I had five cancellations in one day. There's definitely going to be more. Exactly. So I, as soon as I had that day of five cancels, I was just like, whoa, I yep. need to get ahead of this. Yeah, I got to the point what where I'm you, what, afraid to start, you know, picking up the phone and answering emails because it's just going to be another cancellation, you know? Yeah, dude. So. I, I had the same issue. I didn't want to send out that email either because I didn't want to also get in in their head like, hey, you should be thinking about postponing <laughs> right. it. it. It was kind of like a t- double-edged sword. Um, I, I just, 
I, I I figured up till May fifteenth, but then you know it started getting past May fifteenth, and I'm like, all right, fuck, I gotta email all the ones after May fifteenth right. as well. But um, you know, I just For don't sure. know when this is gonna end. This is crazy. Exactly, none of us do. And so I want to dive into you know our main topic for today, um, which is personal branding and social media, right? And I think you're a very good example of of both of those. I know you're all over on social media. So what? social media channels are you on are you do you try and get on everything are you just on a handful of them um so i am on everything however uh, the biggest focus at least in the last 12 months i've been putting a lot of focus onto my instagram if you take a look at some of my recent videos that i've been making on youtube uh, it's a heavy push on instagram like it says follow me on instagram at the start of the video follow me on instagram at the end of the video right follow me on instagram like literally on like the the, the even the contest that i've been running like every year i do a holiday giveaway it wasn't even youtube tailored this year this year it was like if you want to know how to win <laughs> follow me on instagram so i've been making a big push for instagram just because that's where the brides are um I think of YouTube as more of a learning platform. Like people want to go to YouTube to be entertained. Right. People want to go to YouTube to um, to also learn stuff. So for that, it's great that I make the videos, you know, as far as like, hey, here's what I'm doing at my gigs and stuff like that. But Instagram is a platform of search. So people are searching their venues and they're clicking on the photos of their venue and seeing what weddings happen on there. They're looking for DJ. So for they're sure. using it as a form of entertainment. But they're also um, looking at on stuff that they're interested in or stuff that they're currently interested in. Like if I started working out, I'd probably start looking at workout stuff on Instagram or, you know, somehow that my phone would overhear me talking about workouts and it would start sending me stuff. So that's just where what I started, uh, why I started focusing more on Instagram, just because that's where the clients are. That's where the brides are. Definitely. So I've been uh, putting a little bit more work on my Instagram. Are you on TikTok? So TikTok is the the one to watch out for. Um, I have a TikTok. I do. Um, actually, I have two because I wanted to reserve my date. So we, actually, if anybody listening, um, you should reserve your names now just in case that, you, you know, TikTok <laughs> does get bigger. Uh, just you'll have your name. And believe it or not, somebody already took my name. So I had to stick with DJ Bar and J, which is my Instagram as well. Gotcha. Um, but Bar is a popular last name. So I, I, figured, <laughs> I figured so. Uh, but yeah, TikTok is definitely one to look out for, but I just, man, I don't have time to be making dance videos. <laughs> I, I hear you. So we've actually, um, I mean, TikTok has been like a new push for me and I, I try and be on all social media platforms and the way I look at all marketing, whether it's personal branding or company branding, um, cause I try and keep the two separate in my case. And, um, the way I look at everything is in the macro and in the big sense of, you know, are people going to recognize my brand both personally? Are they going to recognize me, uh, from a YouTube video or from a post on Instagram? And then with the business side, I want them to recognize, you know, the RE, our logo and our company brand long-term I'm talking, you know, maybe two years from now, maybe 10 years from now, I want that brand image. So every post that I make, every TikTok that I make, whatever it is, is, you know, reflecting on that premise that I want people to recognize our brand five years from now, not necessarily a day-to-day -day transaction that, you know, by me posting this TikTok, I want to book five photo booths. Like that's not going to happen, you know? And I think that's a reality that um, is good to kind of face and and focus your marketing, you know, in that way. And and I was curious to see you because I know you tie your, your company brand and your personal brand kind of together and you promote everything across YouTube and everything like that. Um, I was curious to hear your take on that. 
Yeah, I mean, TikTok is definitely one to look out for. Like I said, I, I've already reserved my, my screen name or whatever, and I do go on and watch some of the videos. Um, the thing is, um, you know, the brides are only getting younger for what I, what I do at least. A lot of it is right. – um, is weddings. Um, the reason why my personal brand and the actual company bar entertainment are so close to each other, or I should say so tied to each other, um, is, is kind of because it, it, it didn't happen the way I, I envisioned it. Um, I was always, you know, wanted to be a club DJ. I always wanted, I, I never wanted to be a mobile DJ and I kind of did it as a bit of a goof. I'm <laughs> like, all right, if I want to get mobile gigs, I have to be, stop being bar entertainment and be, I mean, stop being DJ Bar and be Bar Entertainment. Gotcha. Um, so it just kind of happened as a goof. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy looks so professional. Now I'm Bar Entertainment, not DJ Bar. <laughs> um, so that's why they were kind of t- uh, tied to each other like that. Um, I, I had there was no big vision in, in mind. I, it just so happens that it worked. But uh, you know, I did have a background of DJing. It wasn't like I was just starting out. Um, so I, I already had that DJ that DJ background. So it just it kind of worked together. But as far as tying them both together, that's something that I'm I'm trying to avoid. You don't want to be that company because um, the, the the scalability you're not going to be able to scale if you're you know if it's bar entertainment, people are only going to want bar. So you know if I want to scale or retire you know a couple of years from now, nobody's going to want you know like Brandon for example. Let's say you work for me, um, everybody's like, oh, why is everybody talking about bar 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 bar? Right, I want right. bar. So uh, it, it's a good idea to kind of keep those separate. Um, but for me, it's just it happened as an accident and I, it's working now. So that's why um, I'm rolling with it. But it's not a good idea long term. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. You brought that up, too, from the, the business standpoint, because somebody else has said that to me, too, how um, and I've been doing it, I guess, subconsciously. But when they brought it up to me, it kind of stuck more in my head that um, they were like, you know, you you keep your brand very separate. The whole RE, that branding with Red Max events and your logo and everything um, is almost its own identity. It's not really tied to Brandon Havrilla uh, besides the fact that you own it, but it's not really tied to that. So if you ever wanted to sell it, it'd be very easy for you and that kind of thing. And I mean, for me, being 20 years old, almost 21, I mean, selling the company is not really in my mind right now. Uh, and again, I mean, that's one of those things like marketing. I always look at things five, 10 years from now, and that's not one of those things I've ever thought about or looked at, you know, as, Hey, if I want to ever sell this company, I should do it this way. I've always just kind of, um, done that because that's how I wanted to market and, and think about that long term. So it was interesting that you, you know, said that. And for me, my personal brand is more, educational me sharing my journey and that type of thing whereas the business is more advertising showing what we can do what we're capable of and everything like that right so um with me it was kind of like the opposite like i had no intention of uh you know making inter educational content or anything like that i just wanted to make something that was fun to watch um i said to myself all right what would i want to watch like I was just looking at other YouTube videos and I kind of wanted to emulate that same aura of being a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a lot of them, even my older stuff, there's like a lot of heavy influence from like big YouTubers like Casey Neistat, PewDiePie and all those guys. Right. So it it was very like a YouTuber's, you know, this is like a, this is what essentially a, a YouTuber would be doing if he was a DJ. It was very YouTube like. And that was something that I that wasn't on YouTube, so it kind of worked for me. And this is also why, you know, the brands got so tied to each other, just because I was doing 
entertainment content, not only were DJs finding me, it was clients finding me as well. So that's that's kind of why they kind of, you know, uh, they kind of married each other, if you will. Right. Um, just because I was doing something that was open to both, you know, a DJ could watch this and then somebody getting married could watch this as well. Right, for sure. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast real quick. Just wanted to make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at re underscore and underscore friends so you could stay up to date with all our newest episodes as well as watch our Instagram stories to see who's coming up next. Now I'm curious with uh, to kind of bounce to personal branding for a little while. In terms of personal branding and the way you see it, like, do you want people to know DJ Bar and that that text or those letters that say DJ Bar, or are you more people like recognizing your face? Like, do either one of those stand out to you when you think personal branding? Uh, when I think personal branding, I, I I mostly associate my logo. I I, I push my lo- that B that letter that okay uh, that logo pretty hard. So I I want people to when they see that I want it to just automatically tick on their head. All right, that's Bar Bar Entertainment or DJ Bar, whatever it may be. But um, I just I, I want them to know that that B is related to bar. Um, so I do a lot of pushes with that B. So a, a lot of my merch has that B. All my flight cases has that B. They don't even say bar. They just have that B. Right. So I just want people to recognize that as far as, you know, recognizing the brand as a whole. I, it, it, going back to what I was saying, it's it's more important that the brand gets recognized and I take a backseat. Um, I would rather the brand grow than I grow. Just because the brand is essentially what keeps the lights on, what pays the bills. So the brand is way more important than, than what I'm doing, you know. It just so happens that right now the brand is pretty it's much you me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But um, but there will be a shift eventually. I either have to, you know, I, f- I have to figure out what I want to do for longevity's sake. But right, you know, the company it's in its infancy. We're uh, we're going into our third year, so uh, you know, it's something that I still have time. I, it's not it's not the right time to figure out where to go long long term. But right now, what we're doing is working. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for me, I know we talked about briefly in the beginning that that video I put up in the DJ group, but, and it wasn't a YouTube video or anything like that. It was strictly a video I recorded just to put in Facebook groups. And I put it in several DJ groups and I shared it in the photo booth group too. And it was a very like in your face, just one-on-one, almost like a real talk uh, type vibe, you know, where I wanted to just get in people's faces, get them to recognize my face and see my name. You know, Brandon Havrilla posted this and not that they're going to a YouTube channel and just watching the video and not necessarily seeing the name or anything like that. So um, that video was kind of like part of my personal branding um, attack. And it's it's funny because in the video I talk about, uh, you know, working on your business and spending all your time now that you're off a little bit kind of really improving you and your business and everything like that and I I had a few people that brought up and were like oh you're kind of like you know contradicting yourself by making this video you're not out there like go spend this time working on your business and stuff like that and (laughs) I I did the same thing you just did I kind of like laughed out loud because I was like this is this is personal branding for me. I'm working on my personal brand by posting this video. And, you know, yes, it's not doing anything for my business right now today. But, you know, when things start picking up again, people might be like, oh, yeah, we saw Brandon and we saw his warehouse and we, you know, it, they might start making connections like, oh, my gosh, he builds front boards, too. And he does that and he does that. And it might lead to business down the line or it might not. But that's one of those things that in the time, you know, taking that half an hour to make that video uh, was important to me because it was working on that personal brand. Yeah, go, going on what you were saying, it's it's actually important to have both because I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of my business does come from 
you know, other DJs kind of recommending you. Um, I actually, I just posted a video on my YouTube channel that literally that bride and groom booked me because I, I believe it was their cousin watches my videos. Wow. That's so awesome. when she posted, when she posted, um, you know, I'm getting married. I need a DJ. He was like, Oh, you got to get DJ bar. Um, so it, it, it does make sense that you, you do have to be both. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I know it's the brand, but it's also yourself. So you do have to get out there because you never know where your next paycheck is going to come from. So sure. doing stuff like that, like you know, interacting with the DJ community, is stuff that you have to do. You got to get your face out there. That's why you know, all these guys on Facebook, are, you know, there's some guys that are all day or like nonstop on these DJ forums yep. on Facebook. Um, just trying to get their names out there. Some of these have like big brands, but nobody knows who the person behind the brand is. And that right. can hurt you too in the long run. Um, 100%. Just because um, a lot of it, the brand is always tied to somebody. So uh, a lot of people will recognize the brand just based on like how good the talent behind it is. You know, right, it does right. you no good if you have a super big brand, if you know, you have a losing team. <laughs> right. And you brought up, you know, getting, um, actual, I guess, gigs, uh, I don't want to say paying jobs because YouTube in a sense can pay, but you mentioned getting, you know, that wedding from a YouTube video that you posted or, or your YouTube videos in general and watching that channel. And, um, that's another thing. I mean, we, I haven't personally gotten a wedding or a sweet 16 from my YouTube channel, but my YouTube channel isn't really gig log based, um, as much as yours is mine's a lot more tutorials and stuff. So I had that ADJ, my DMX tutorial up there, that whole series. And we actually, landed a job at St. Barge Church in New York City programming all their lights because they were watching my tutorial series and realized I was from New York. And they said, hey, it'll be easier for us to just pay him and come in and program than for us to watch his videos and learn it. You know, so it's kind of um, like you were saying, it's good to build up that brand and people to make that connection because you never know where that paycheck's going to come from. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, you know, building up that personal brand like you said in that group and stuff you got to be careful what content you're putting out there but I also think it's very important to link everything together and have everything link back to your business and your personal page and everything like that so I know like in that video I put up I said I think at one point I was getting into I was talking about us making TikToks and I just did a simple plug on the screen that said follow us on TikTok at Redmax events and it's just a little thing like that I mean we got a few new followers from it not everyone that watches the video is going to open up their TikTok app and follow us right after, but one or two of them might, and one or two of them might turn into a job or something down the line, you know, just because they watched our TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, which I think is, you know, very important to link everything together. And, and, you know, like you said, in the YouTube videos, I know we were talking before you were talking about how you were linking and pushing your Instagram right at the end of the videos. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I hate to be that guy because I, I hear it all the time. Oh, you know, the numbers don't matter. But the numbers really do matter. People, whenever they click on your profile, you know, they're going to look at those numbers. So those numbers matter. And the only way you're going to get those numbers up is by pushing it. You have to be your own biggest fan. You have to believe and like your own content that you're putting out there if you want your numbers to grow. So you have to be a fan and you have to be pushing your, your work. So yeah, you, you absolutely have to be doing that. Um, you know, it sucks. It's, I've been to a ton of seminars and I was like, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are doing this or that, but it does matter. So you have to you have to be out there pushing it because, again, it all ties to each other. One of those followers could eventually turn into one of those paying customers. For sure, yeah. And I, I, 
it's funny you brought up the whole numbers thing too because that was one of the the notes i made here that i wanted to bring up about numbers and uh if you feel they're important and stuff and a lot of people talk about them not being important and i kind of see both sides of it to a certain extent I don't care when I make a post how many likes it gets or how many views it gets or how many subscribers I have or anything like that. Um, I really, I don't think about that in the process. I really think about putting out the content and just, you know, getting it out there and then seeing how people react and respond to it and learning for the next one. So at the same time though, like you said, I mean, when someone opens up your Instagram page, first impressions are everything. And there is something to be said when they open it up and they see you have a lot of followers or they see you get a lot of likes and stuff like that. Um, they might be more likely to click on you. That's just the nature of our society. So, um, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, the numbers, I feel like, do kind of matter to a certain extent. But I try not to let that influence what I post or how I post it or stuff like that. Right. So, uh, again, uh, I, I study my numbers a lot. Um, just because that tells me where I need to go. But there, there's a saying uh, for like social media creators um, or well, content creators that, that goes, don't let perfection stop you from good enough, which basically means like, you know, don't spend a year on one post that's going to get, you know, a million likes where you could have posted a hundred posts that would equivalent to five million likes or something like that, right. you know? Right. So it's like... Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm by all means willing to try new stuff, but I also know what works. And the the thing about social media that people, you know, have to understand is that the more that engagement that you get, the more that they're gonna promote your stuff. So essentially, if you if you keep posting something and it's just not working, it's not working, it's not working, then that means it's time to try something else. Um, so I, I study my analytics. I, I know what videos are going to perform well, and I know what videos are kind of going to get buried. Um, and it sucks because it is it is disheartening. You know, sometimes you know there's some videos that I work really hard on that I'm like, man, this is really good. I hope I hope people like it. Right. But things chances are they're just you know, like no. Nah, and then there's care. other ones where you put it out there and you're like debating putting it out for a week and it you know goes crazy with numbers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that that's going back. Don't let good enough stop you because right. you never know what's going to spark. But also you can't be ignorant to the fact that if it's just not working, you have to you have to move on. You can't just like say, oh, you know, people don't just don't like me. You know, something's wrong. They're For like, sure. my content is being suppressed. And it's just no, it's just people aren't interested. So, right. You know, now, have you have you heard of Gary V? I don't know if you watch any of his youtube yeah videos i've heard of gary so, v yeah, yeah so he's awesome he uh i watch a lot of his um content and, and stuff that he puts out there and he's very big on you know the whole instagram and getting content out there and not giving a shit what people think and i think that's very important too that you know if you put a post out and it gets two likes in the first hour like some people delete it right away you know and that's one of those things um that he always says like don't worry about that you know don't worry about what people think just put content out there because you'll learn more from how people react to better yourself in the future than if you're always you know self-conscious and you're like oh, i don't know if they're gonna like this let me not put it out or let me throw this in photoshop and edit it first or do this or do that that kind of thing well the the thing with with social media is all about uh you know you gotta show up to work um so it, it basically means like, you know, let's say you post something and it just, it doesn't go well. Like for example, last week I had a bad week on YouTube. Most of my videos, you know, they usually break the 10,000 view threshold. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
last week they just didn't. So I was I was I was a little bit bummed. I'm like, damn, they didn't like that content that I put out last week. But I still showed up to work. You know, sure. um, I didn't take the post down. I own it. It's just the audience didn't react to it the way I wanted it to. Um, so yes, what Gary is saying is true. However, you do have to show up to work. So again, going back to what I said originally, um, you know, don't let uh, good enough. I mean, don't let perfection stop you from good enough. So you do have to constantly post, keep right. posting, keep posting, keep and posting with, until you something hits. Right. And with that, that's another thing uh, Gary always talks about with Instagram and stuff. And he, you know, he talks about now how people are so focused on making their Instagram an art gallery and very fancy and making sure every post is very high quality and everything like that um, versus what he's doing and what he thinks everyone should be doing is really just putting out content and putting out value at scale and putting out, you know, multiple posts a day and sharing some posts with text, sharing some quotes, sharing some, you know, raw photos and some not so high quality stuff. And, you know, a little bit of everything. And I was curious what you, you know, think of that, because for me personally, um, I think with my business page with Red Max events on Instagram, I do focus more on an art gallery. And I've actually booked a lot of jobs based off that where people have literally said to me, you know, we came across your Instagram or I've gotten DMs where it's like, hey, we came across your Instagram. Your stuff looks really good or, you know, we really like the the presence of this or whatever. And then they contact us about booking an event and stuff. So for my business, it's always been more of an art gallery, whereas I think with my personal one, it's more been value and sharing, you know, inspirational quotes and stuff like that. Um, so <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, it's very much so an art gallery. So, um, with the thing about Instagram, it has both uh, stories and the actual feed. Mm-hmm. The, my personal feed, in my opinion, it's very polished. So it's a lot of high quality images, high quality video, but that's what I want it to be. Right. The thing about your, your feed is, is not so much that it has to be pretty. It's so much that it has to be consistent. And what consistency means is that you're posting stuff that's all tied to each other. Right. Which means like, for example, if you click on my page right now, all you're going to see is weddings, 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 weddings. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine tomorrow I just decide, all right, I'm done with this. My new thing is I'm into I'm into video games. And now all you see is like pictures of controllers and all this. It's just completely going to turn off my audience because it's like, that's not what they signed up for. We signed up to see weddings. Why are you, I'm not interested in that. So uh, what Gary is saying is true, you know, upload, 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 upload. However, it's got to, there's got to be some kind of theme, some kind of thing tying back together. So with Gary, a lot of his stuff is like inspirational stuff. Right. Um, so even if you click on his Instagram, like, yes, there'll be tons of posts, but a lot, it's all tied to his brand, which is, you know, inspirational, you know, business kind of, kind of talk, um, with me, it's all weddings. So, um, you know, I can post all I want as long as it's related to weddings. And that's like a big tip that I would give. If you want to grow, it's gotta be consistency. It can't be like, all right, here's a dope wedding. And then next picture is like, Oh, here's my baby. Like, you know, something like that. It's just, for sure. you got to stay on brand. You got to stay on target. You can't switch up on people because that'll immediately turn off the audience. And, and people do it subconsciously too. Like, for example, if you're, if you're scrolling through your Instagram, you're like, yep, everything looks normal. Um, you know, for example, my Instagram is all like steak videos, DJs. And if I see something that's like completely in left field, I'm like, whoa, what is that? I'm going to stop. 
and click on the page and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to see this unfollow. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you got to stay on brand. Definitely. Definitely. And I know we're starting to run low on time, but one other thing, and uh, I actually think this was something I picked out of one of Gary's videos too, but have you ever heard of the dollar and 80 cents trick on Instagram? No, what is that? So I, I'm 90% sure it's Gary's. It might have been something else I pulled off off a YouTube video. But basically the concept behind it is to give your two cents on 90 posts per day on Instagram. And that adds up to $1.80. And that $1.80 is, the, the number is irrelevant. But basically what that's you know telling you to do is to interact and engage with 90 posts a day of stuff that you are interested in or similar content to you. And ultimately what that will do is help grow your brand. You get more followers, you get more likes in the areas that you're trying to focus on. So for example, if you post videos and you use the hashtag, you know, you're in New Jersey. So if you use the hashtag New Jersey wedding DJ, if you click on that hashtag, you'll see all the top posts of people that use that hashtag. And basically the concept is to, comment and leave a meaningful comment and like 90 of those posts this way your name is coming up in their you know their recent notifications and then likely they'll see oh bar entertainment and they'll click your profile and see that you're from new jersey and then you know maybe scroll through and follow you and like some of your posts and stuff and ultimately it's just to help grow your you know brand and everything like that (laughs) so um that that's that's funny that you said that because um that, you know, I, I've I've always wanted to be kind of like big on social media. Uh, I I tried every trick in the book, and that's one of the tricks that I tried a long time ago. So if you scroll all the way down to my the bottom of my Instagram feed, you'll notice it's a lot of travel pictures. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, I, I was kind of I was, was kind of going through a phase where I was like, oh, I'm pretty tired of DJing. I don't think I want to DJ anymore. I was still a club DJ, and then that's when I was kind of transitioning into a mobile guy. But I got, I was pretty fed up with it. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this DJ thing. My new thing is going to be travel and photography. That, that was like my thing. I want to learn as much as I can about photography. So I booked a bunch of – I was doing a bunch of traveling. I was, uh, you know, taking my camera everywhere and just learning photography, photography, photography. Right. Um, and when I was – I was just not getting any any traction with that. So one of the tricks that I was doing is I was following old photographers and just commenting on their photos and like, hey, great picture, blah, blah. And it, it does work. You will get followers, but um, those followers are never going to be as valuable as organic followers because, you know, sometimes people will be nice. It's like, hey, man, thanks for commenting. And they'll check out your page and then they'll, they'll follow you. But then they're, they're not really a fan of your work or more or less just thank you that you that you did him a solid right, but it right. does work it does work it for does sure and work. i think it's one of those things that you gotta you you put in a lot of work to it to maybe get a very low return from it but all you really need is one or two things from it i mean we did that uh famous food festival here on long island um last summer which turned into a big contract with three festivals and they actually found us kind of from me doing that trick, I was basically searching like Long Island festivals or something. And one of their posts came up and I liked it and gave them a follow. They followed me back and I got a DM after that was like, Hey, we love your page. We love your stuff. We'd love to work together, that kind of thing. And that turned into a really, you know, healthy business relationship. So the way I see it is from that one job that pays for all my time that I spent, you know, working on that kind of thing. So for me, um, like you said, it's something that, you know, the organic followers might be a lot more uh, meaningful in most cases, but you might just need one of those to actually 
click per se, you know, or, or literally yeah. click on your profile to spark, you know, a uh, return on investment. Yeah. And you know what, going back to what I said, um, it, it might not even apply because I, I was just strictly looking for follows. I wasn't looking okay. for business. Right. So right. It, it, like I said, it does work. You will get traction. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't selling anything. So I, I don't know if it ever, if I, if it worked for me in that sense, because when I was doing the photography stuff, I was just like, man, I hope people like my pictures kind of thing. Right. Right. Uh, but I never, I wasn't selling anything, but I, I'm sure it would work. It would definitely work. Um, I actually kind of want to go try that because I haven't done that trick in a while. My biggest thing has now been organic, organic, organic growth. And right. I know that's like a buzz term now. It's like organic, organic, organic. <laughs> but it is it is just so powerful to get the organic growth. For um, sure, yeah. You know, so that, that's what. And what's, um, sorry to cut you off, with organic growth, What what's your main, like what do you, what are you doing to kind of get that? Is it getting, like you said, at the end of your videos saying, hey, go follow me so that people who actually watch your videos follow you? Or is it getting so, them to share with their friends? What is it? So I, I, I've just, I feel like I've just finally hit organic growth after like so many years of trying and trying and trying and nothing working. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I finally just hit it. So I'm averaging around 16 new followers every day on Instagram. But there's a lot of sacrifices that are made in order to get to that goal. First of all, I had to bail on all my photography posts. As much as I love photography, I have some really good photos that I want to share. This is, it's not on brand now. Mm -hmm. So now it's all wedding. So that was Q1. That was like, first thing I got to do is everything has to be about weddings. If it's not about weddings, I am no longer going to get organic growth because why would anybody want to follow me? Right. So if you look at some of the big accounts, some of the biggest accounts are usually all meme accounts. All swimsuit right. accounts, all steak accounts. So it's very on brand. So when you when you find a little niche, then you're golden. One of the, the one of the the golden rules of YouTube is like find something that you love, find something that you're passionate about it, and then talk about that. Same thing works with Instagram. Find something that you're passionate about it. Find something that you know about, and do that. Don't try to be somebody else. So with me, I just own it. I'm a I'm a wedding DJ. I'm mm -hmm. I'm a good wedding DJ. I know how to do weddings. So why not own it? So you essentially become an like a go to page. Um, so when people are looking for weddings, they'll just you know oh this guy's all over all these wedding posts. So let's give him a follow for more wedding posts. Same for you. If you're doing a lot of production, this guy is doing all the festivals. I got to follow him. If I want to know more about festivals, if I want to know about more productions and stuff like that. Right, right. It's all about sticking on brand. Um, you can't, like I said, you can't just one day wake up and be like, yep, that was fun. All right. Time to post my dog now. <laughs> right. It's just, it's not going to work. It's going to turn people off. So as long as you stay consistency, you'll achieve organic growth um, just because it all makes sense. People subscribe to you for a reason. You know, when people subscribe to like, let's say a magazine, if you subscribe to Playboy, you probably want to see Naked Girl. So if all of a sudden <laughs> it becomes like, here's a new kitchen idea to try, like you're just like, whoa, what happened to the girls? <laughs> right. You know, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's exactly like subscribing to a magazine or subscribing to something. It is what it says. It is stories are meant to be stories and subscriptions are meant to be subscriptions. Right. So that means you want to be updated when something new comes out. 
for sure. Well, DJ Barr, I really appreciate your time. I know we ran over a little bit, but I think we talked about a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, real quick, where is the best place for them to find you? Um, and, you know, we talked about organic growth, so obviously they could follow you on Instagram and contribute to that. But where's the best place for them to find you on Instagram? What's your handle? And same with YouTube. Yeah, so uh, on Instagram, it's DJ Bar and J. And on YouTube, all you have to do is search DJ Bar. It should be the first one that pops up. And it is under my legal name, though. It's under Bayardo. I just, I can't change it. You doesn't let me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, on Instagram, it's DJ Bar and J at DJ Bar and J. And that's Bar with two R's. And on YouTube, same thing. Just search up DJ Bar with two R's. And I should be the first one to pop up. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, if you want to find me, it's also DJ Bar. Um, and then on TikTok, it's DJ Bar and J. So yeah, give those a follow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening to this episode. Awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me on your first podcast. First one down. Who's next week? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RE and Friends podcast. We truly hope that we were able to bring value. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.